When work flies out of control, Harrelson's Zone keeps me cool as a cucumber. When the kids turn unholy, Harrelson's Zone keeps my patience divine. Life can be chaotic, but Harrelson's Zone CBD helps keep you calm through any storm. Harrelson's Zone consistently delivers you full mind and body homeostasis. It's an organic, full-spectrum CBD and a refreshing oral spray. Our nano-emulsified technology makes it completely water-soluble, so your body absorbs it immediately. You'll start to feel it in seconds, not 60 minutes. It just makes everything feel better. Give Harrelson's Zone a try, from our family to yours. Give your life a boost. It's just the best you've ever felt in your natural state. It just feels sensational. Go to sensational.com to order now. Sensational.com. Go to sensational.com forward slash family for 25% off your order. Yes, 25% off. That's sensational.com forward slash family. Getting your business started with LegalZoom is as easy as pressing a button. LegalZoom, now you're in business. LegalZoom is not a law firm or a substitute for an attorney. Oh, that's the only disclaimer? So simple. Guess I need to find a new job because LegalZoom doesn't need me to talk fast anymore. Maybe it's finally time for me to slow down, open my own spa or yoga studio with LegalZoom. Ah, oh, that sounds nice. Hello, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and thank you all for joining me today on Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest is an entrepreneur. Well, I say that a lot because most of my guests are entrepreneurs and an executive with over 15 years of experience in the Latin American cannabis market, including infrastructure projects, finance projects, management strategy team development, mergers and acquisitions. This guy is involved with it all. My guest today is Mr. Alvaro F. Torres. He is the co-founder and the CEO and director of Chiron Life Science Corp, headquartered in Colombia. Alvaro, how are you today? Hi, Vernon. How are you? Good morning. Thank you so much. Wow, I'm doing good, man. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Unbelievable. I'm excited to hear about your journey into the cannabis world. And, and, uh, but, you know, even some of our, our listeners who may have heard your name and, and may know that you are uh, associated in a very uh, detailed way to car and life sciences, they may not know that uh, you've spent a considerable amount of time in the United States, correct? I did. I was actually born in the States. Where? In upstate New York, in Troy, New York. Oh, in Troy, New York. Wait a minute. Yes. How, how in the hell did you get to Troy, New York? The, the <laughs> home of Uncle Sam. I don't know if you know that. That's where. Well, no, I'm, I'm sure but the people in Troy knows this. I mean, yeah. I, I would know it, but I'm sure the people in Troy will know um, this. Yeah, I was born there because my parents were both getting their PhD back in 1978. Uh, yeah. from Colombia and they got there and uh, I was born there and then I lived there for a year came back to Colombia uh, yeah dad, you know he he built his his company in engineering and then I okay. went back to RPI to do my undergraduate and my first master's yeah you went to Rensselaer yeah yeah uh, yeah man when uh, I was probably when people said who's from here and I raised my hand like <laughs> wait <laughs> how, how can you be Hey, Avar, they had the same reaction I had. How does this yeah, happen? Yeah. yeah, right, Troy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Like, then you went. You went to. Then you went to Georgetown B School, huh? I went to Georgetown uh, B School. Yes, in two thousand seven. Yeah, that's great. Um, how'd you like living in DC? I loved it. It's like a very big city, but there's also a small city. Mm-hmm. Vibe in Georgetown. My yeah. wife was working there as an architect. Uh, yeah. it was fantastic. Uh, very good, very good two years. Oh, great! Yeah, no doubt, uh, no doubt. And then, then you you got out of school, man, and then you actually um, went into engine energy and infrastructure. Yeah, did, did did you did you kind of in a way following your father's footsteps a little bit? 
Always, always. Yeah. My dad, my dad and my mom both uh, created one of Colombia's largest engineering companies. Oh, okay. So, okay. you know, there, you got to follow the footsteps. That's yeah. Part of the, the yeah. Entire thing. Um, so I, I've been doing engineering all my life. Okay. Since, you know, I went to my dad's office when I was 12 and just playing with toys or whatever, listening to business. <laughs> and then I decided to continue doing engineering, but venture my own, be, you know, my own man, a VCO of a company here in Colombia that was struggling. We got it off the ground. Then I decided. What, to what kind of business thing. was that, Alvaro? What kind of business was that company that you? Um, so I was, I was, I was with my dad in my dad's business. Then uh, we were asked uh, by a company called SNC Lavalan from Canada, okay. the two uh-huh. of us, to to sell the company and to work for them. We did that, um, and then I got a call from a very large engineering firm, also, uh, you know, hydropower plants, oil and gas projects, yeah, roads. They sure. were almost bankrupt and they were looking for a CEO. And I guess nobody had said yes. <laughs> but the kid from Troy, the yeah. kid from Troy. <laughs> but, you know, when you're 30s, early 30s, I think yeah. that's what you need to do. You need to take yeah. a risk. And, and I did that and we got it off the ground. We became yeah. then the largest port engineering company in Colombia. Okay. Years. Um, then um, I was asked to join a, a very big skyscraper in Colombia, downtown Bogota, beautiful project. I've never done real estate, so I wanted to learn that, and I did that for one year. So did, did you say build it, or did you do the uh, the land and real estate portion of that deal? We were the developers of the project. Okay. okay. And I was the general manager of the entire project. Project, yeah. So financing, finding the contractors, looking the engineering, permitting, Finding tenants, uh, you know. Oh, the whole thing. All, all of it that involves doing. It was a five million, five hundred million dollar project. It's uh, okay. And they just finished building the first, the first tower. It's an amazing project. Very. Beautiful. Oh, that's no, that's great. Yeah. that's great. But but then, how did you get into energy? Well, no, because of course my my dad's an electrical engineer, so we always yeah. uh, the core of the company that he run was energy, the power yeah. transmission power generation and oil and gas. So I've always sort of been into that. Um, and that's, you know, we like talking about electric engineering. What can I say? Electrons <laughs> are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. That's good. So tell me a little bit about how cannabis came to be a part of your life and what you do. Give me that story. Well, so I, I was... We finished the financing of this real estate project, this big yeah. project. Um, that was probably July 2015, very likely. Okay. And then I decided I didn't want to continue uh, on that uh, race of working for others. And I yeah. created my own company. Yeah. Uh, as you know, being an entrepreneur is exciting the first week. <laughs> you give reality. it a, the first week at reality sits in about Sunday of the new week. Yeah, first week you're in the Starbucks, you're doing your website, you're designing your business cards. That's right. Calling everybody. Oh man, I got this new thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's telling you, great, go for it. Go for Next it. Week, go for people it. don't pick up the phone. <laughs> um, so But you, know, you saw your dad and mom do it. You you yeah, saw them do it. You you knew it wasn't gonna be easy. And they they had it they had it more difficult than me because it, yeah you know, I, I was able to you know live a better life I guess and they had to they, they struggled very they were very poor when they started I mean each yeah. of them seven sisters uh, or seven brothers so like I come from a very big family a big family so, yeah yeah um, well you know just I, I was focused on energy um, yeah and power transmission lines and doing investment banking for companies a lot okay. of risky work so nobody would pay but everybody is giving you you know success fees and success fees and you're rich on success fees but you have no income i know what that's like you sign those contracts as yes this happens we'll pay you yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all and then it's like well it, did it happen it, because of you or because of us what do you yeah. mean? Of course. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing that, uh, you know, all 2015. Yeah. My brother, who is uh, a lawyer, uh, my younger brother, huh. calls me up in December 2015 and says, listen, there's something interesting happening. Yeah. The government just published online um, a set of rules for cannabis. 
and I don't, I've never done cannabis. I don't, I actually don't use it recreationally. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, when you're in that entrepreneurship mindset, you're thinking, well, I got all these things. Maybe, maybe there's something else to do. And I start researching and yeah. I loved it. Like it, it was very, very interesting what it could change. Well, 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 so let's 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 focus right there. I want to you, you said it was very interesting and in what it could change. Tell me, dive into that a little bit. How were you approaching this from a thought process? Well, um, so, you know, Colombia is let's call it, you know, we are 50 million people. Okay. Health coverage is universal. So we got 98 percent of health coverage. But it's uh, anybody who lives in Colombia understands that it's a very flawed system. Mm. It's very expensive uh, for the government to cover all of these people for free. Mm. It's mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you start looking at what are the biggest sources of that cost. And this is all public information. We are really, well, medications are a very big cost. Right. Where are these medications made? What's the biggest prevalence? And so we start reading, oh, it's chronic pain. It's mental health. Health. disorders. Yeah. Wow, do you start realizing that the opioid industry in Latin Colombia it's a billion dollars? And you're like, wow, that's that's crazy that we are importing all these medications. We are giving yeah. everybody. And back then, of course, you, you have to listen to all the chatter in the US regarding Purdue Farm and all these things that are happening. Right. So you know, I started reading a little bit more papers on whether it worked or not, and all of that. And uh, that was very exciting. And uh, my brother brought in his his brother-in-law and the three of us started just digesting tons of information, digesting. Wait, wait a minute. So at some point, and, and we're going to take a quick break and come right back. I want to hear that story. But at some point, you, you and your two brothers decided to do this thing together. Well, my brother called me first. We brought in his brother-in-law. Who's our close oh, his brother-in-law. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And then in December or January, of 2016, we said, why don't, why, why not? Like, we- okay, well, let's, let's, uh, that is great. Avaro, uh, l- let me come back to that. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Mr. Alvaro Torres, and he is the co-founder, CEO, and director of Chiron Life Science Corp headquartered in Columbia. We'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. My guest today is Mr. Alvaro Torres. He is the co-founder, CEO, and director of Chiron Life Sciences Corp. headquartered in Columbia. And um, we're having this really cool conversation. He's telling me his journey, man, from really uh, from being a, an engineer, a real estate developer, and until, you know, he uh, this thing hit him in December of 2015, and they start looking into it with family members. And that's kind of where we are. Alvarez, tell, kind of tell us exactly how this thing kicked off for you guys. Well, so, <laughs> of course... <laughs> None of us know anything about cannabis, just three of us. Yeah. Um, so what we did is we sent a cold email uh, to the CEOs of the Canadian LPs, mm-hmm. uh, to the 30 top companies. We looked, what are the 30 top companies back then? And we oh. sent a cold email introducing ourselves, talking about yeah. Colombia and how we could do something in Colombia, uh, yeah. local jurisdiction, all of these like keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right there, right there. What are some of the advantages? This is a great time to educate us all. What are some of the advantages of Colombia to the industry? Because that's what, at the end of the day, that's what you had to sell. Yeah, is, well, is we how, sold, yeah, yeah. We sold well. It's uh, we are in the equator, so okay. we have the weather. The weather is always the same. That means that you can grow cannabis and a lot of things very cheap, low okay. labor, low energy yeah. cost, lots of water. Right? Okay. Uh, so if you're looking at international trade, of course, Colombia is going to, going to be a big part of that mm-hmm. uh, because of the low cost jurisdiction. Second okay. is because it's a very big country. It's 50 million people. So yeah. on its own, it's a very big domestic market. Right. And I think thirdly, because we said that we had the cash and we had the land and we had all of these things, which we didn't. Make it till you make it, man. Yeah. You said, <laughs> we need your know-how because... Yeah. We don't know how to do this. But if you give us your know-how, 
we'll grow it for you here. We'll export it to you. You'll become shareholder. We'll raise the capital somehow. Yeah. Um, and we can build a business together. That's That was sort of the introductory email that we sent to all these 30 CEOs back then of, in Canada. What happened? What happened? You sent, one of you them sent all, I mean, you just, this is a big reach out. And yeah, you're hoping, yeah, no. and you just want one. I know you want one, right? Yeah, so we got one, only one. <laughs> we, got, we got only one. And um, they said, well, this sounds interesting. Okay. Why don't you meet with our team in New York? Okay. I have to remember, Vernon, like my, me, my, and my two partners, we don't have any money. Right. We haven't earned our first success fee, right? So, right. So, very, okay, we got to go to New York in February 2016. Yeah. How we're going to make it. And we had to buy one of those plane tickets that leaves at 11 p.m., arrives at 5 a.m., yeah. come back at 2 p.m., come back to the next day. Yeah. So no hotels. <laughs> and you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. But the day we were flying from Bogota uh, with my partner to New York yeah. was the day where Jonah's storm hit New York City. Oh. And every flight into New York except ours. Except yours. Yeah. It was meant to be. It, 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 it was meant to be. Uh, it was serendipity at its best. Yeah. And uh, we got That's to, terrific. We got there. We met at the Grand Hyatt in Manhattan. Okay. And for an hour, we start. We, we made this presentation uh, about Colombia, why Colombia is so great. And mm -hmm. remember, I mean, I had raised money before for buildings, so I know how to talk about Colombia and the good things about it. And, right. And uh, after one hour, then, you know, this person said, you know, I like it. Why don't we sign an NDA okay. and let's start discussing uh, what it could look like. Of course, you know, I'm celebrating like I just signed <laughs> a Bitcoin, even though we're just getting an NDA. Um, but we didn't know. There's anything. ink involved. Hey, man, yeah, yeah. at this time in your life, ink is important, right? Yes. Even if it's a hello letter, I would yeah. celebrate it. We did come back the next day right. and to Bogota, and then we started working on this idea while we were doing our business. And uh, you know, we we got to learn a lot because they shared with us a lot of information of how do you model cannabis, what are the yields. We I go I went to see them their production facility. At the same time, we're trying to raise money in Colombia for mm -hmm. this idea, and it was very difficult. Bernard. It was very difficult because. Uh, Latin America um, venture capital is very different than North American. In Latin America, uh, money matters more than ideas. Whereas in North America, ideas matter more than money. Money. Ah. Because there's plenty of money. Yeah. So, and that's always very difficult when you're trying to build a business. And that is very interesting. And, well, and, and, and you say it in a way that you really can understand it. Well, yeah. you know... You, you look at every entrepreneurship story, success yeah. or not success. It's all about valuation. Who are you? What are you bringing? Who is the person telling you the story? And then I will invest. And we want mm -hmm. you to own as much of it because it's your idea. That's right. sort of the American way. Yeah. And in, Latin, in Latin America, it's how much you need. And I'll, whatever you need, I will get as my equity. So if you're asking for a million dollars, then your business is worth a million. So it's a different conversation. I'm gonna get, you can have 10% of this company. Yeah. I'm going to get 90. I'm doing you a favor by giving you this money. When in fact, it's a relationship of creating value together. Yeah. It's, oh. it's So how do you get through that? Because that that is broken in my mind because I am American, right? And I live here and I know I know about money here. So that just, how, how do you get the folks on the right axis to, to actually invest in something bigger than their money? Well, so we we tried this with some of the biggest, richest families here. Yeah. Of course, some people say cannabis, no, forget right. it, they close the door. At the same time, you know, we are doing our business. So every yeah. almost every night, the three of us would meet 9 p.m. in my office uh -huh. uh, to talk about two presentations, eat a shawarma in the corner that open until 10 and do our business. Um, and luckily, luckily for me, my Delphi, my business, the, the success fee business yeah. finally paid off. Like okay. major, like major for me, no? not for yeah. me. Um, so you got you you pay your bills and, and that allows us to okay, so uh, 
we I, we don't have money. I don't I still have, don't have any money, but I'm working on my business and I'm meeting a lot of new people and we're trying to get all these rich dudes to give us some cash. Um, with this Canadian company, we're still negotiating, looking at models. Yeah. Um, that happened all the way until October 2016. Okay. In October 2016, I was talking about power lines uh, with my business with uh, another Canadian fellow, a close friend of mine, who, you know, we're talking about power lines. All of a sudden, he switches to cannabis. Yeah. For some reason, and he says, well, I took a cannabis company public in Toronto. He said, well, I, I have a cannabis idea. Our idea is to build a company that's focused on the domestic markets of Colombia, not to export the cheap weed because, mm-hmm. you know, any good businessman in Latin America will tell you that we are a commodity selling country. And when you're selling commodities, there's not many people making money. Like, yeah. and, the, and cannabis is no different. I mean, coffee used to be $3 a pound 20 years ago. Now it's $1 a pound. Yeah. The only right. people who made money on that burden are the ones who inherited the land. Yeah. Nobody gets into yeah. that today. Yeah. And yeah. Now all the money is the legacy cash. Yeah. 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 And so we were talking about it. I say, I have this idea. And then he said, well, why don't you tell me about it? Maybe I can fund you. But we had an NDA with these other guys. So yeah. I can and I want, but I cannot talk about this with you at all. So we just left it like that part in, you know, in reverse parking. Um, and we keep talking. We keep trying to find the money here and talk to this Canadian company. And then talk about serendipity again. Oh, yeah. And Donald Trump becomes president of the United States yeah. in 2016. Yeah. He elects Jeff Sessions as his general attorney. Yeah. And on December 16, 2016, <laughs> by the way, this Canadian guy lived in Panama. Okay. And my wife is Panamanian, so okay. about serendipity. Oh, this is crazy. Every year to Panama, every uh-huh. year uh-huh. to you know, to see my, my parents. You know. Yeah. We're yeah. driving to the airport in Bogota, and I get a call from the Canadians December 16th. Uh, of course, not one of those dates you don't remember, you, you never forget. Say, Alvaro, we have bad news. Donald Trump, Jeff Sessions, Colombia, and marijuana are four words that do not go along at all. That's not, can't put that in the same sentence, right? No, not even as a joke. Um, and so our board and everybody just decided we're pulling out. Mm-hmm. We don't want to continue these conversations. Keep what you have. It's okay. Good luck with your life, whatever. Yeah. So I hang up the phone because I'm in the car. Yeah, that's uh, bad news. I mean, it, 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 you know, immediately it feels like it's bad news. But in the midst of bad news, there's always opportunity. Always. Always, always opportunity. And, uh, you no know, resilience. People yeah. talk about that a lot, but that's really a fabric of what you need to do to build a business. And, uh, of course, my other business was doing well, but I, I didn't want to do that. I yeah. To do this. Yeah. You know? So I'm thinking, do we call, do I call my partners? And tell them we're screwed, or do I call this guy in Panama who I met in October and I call him? Hey, well, that's right. You? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yes. Where are you? Um, he said to me, I'm I'm in Panama. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm heading to Panama right now. Mm-hmm. I'll be there in two hours. It's mm-hmm. an hour flight. Yeah. Uh, why don't we meet? He said, Well, and um, let's meet. And we met at the Trump Tower <laughs> in Panama. <laughs> that's crazy. Which is now, I think, now did you choose that because what no, the hell? No, he, <laughs> used to, he used to live next to next to the building. Okay. And then we met in Panama for two hours. Uh, we had a fantastic conversation. He believed in me a lot. I uh, believed in the idea, the company. Uh-huh. He said, "Well, uh, if we do, you know, four things, uh-huh. then you know, I can fund you, and we can find the, the capital, and I can help you grow this business." And uh-huh. I. This is the most surreal thing that's ever happened to me because for the last year, we've yeah. been trying to get people to give us, you know, more like a gift. Yeah. <laughs> you please give me a Then comes this person who believes in the company and believes in the idea, believes in, let's call it the leadership, and says, I'm going to help you get funded. We're going to value your company at this amount. Okay. Get this amount. You need to quit your business. I need you full time. I need you yeah. full time in this, right? Uh, yeah. You need to be a CEO. Mm-hmm. This is what the economics of our deal. 
Mm -hmm. And you need to guarantee that we're going to get a license in Colombia. Of course, that means you say, yes, yes. Of yes, course, she yes. said, yes, yes, yes. Um, so <laughs> then I called my partner and said, well, bad news is the Canadians are out. Mm -hmm. Good news is that we're going to have to go to the Toronto Stock Exchange in a year from now. <clears throat> what you know, What does that mean? Like, then I start telling the story. We met back here. We started working, the three of us, like crazy. Oh, uh, to get a that's it. so did, 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 did your... Your brother and your brother-in-law, did they get out of their, their day jobs? Uh, no, not my brother, because my brother didn't, didn't want to be, he never wanted to be uh, working in the company. Oh, okay. Uh, he was, uh, he had his his job as a lawyer, and mm -hmm. um, now he runs and he owns the company we built. So it's, we are partners on that together. So yeah. he's an entrepreneur, he's an entrepreneur on his own right. Yeah. Building a hydrogen generation company in Colombia. It's crazy. Oh, that's great. Uh, he's much yeah. smarter than me. So that's, that's why I, I'm stuck here, but, you know, doing all the cannabis and for about five years. And it was thanks to all to him. Um, and then with my other partner, we started working. The two of us did want to work at the company. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we found uh, a friend who, who could, you know, knew a lot about the regulations in Colombia. We hired him. We brought him in as a partner. And in uh, two weeks, we welcomed these Canadians again to, to, to Bogota. We mm -hmm. showed him the business plan. And then I went with him to Toronto in February 2017. Yeah. And uh, we raised $2 million. And uh, that's the day we founded Kyle. Uh, that's, that's a great story of our own. That, that is a great yeah. story. That's a great story. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Kyle. Okay. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. My guest today is Alvaro Torres, co-founder, CEO, and director of Chiron Life Science Corp, headquartered in Colombia. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Welcome all to Plant Profits today. My guest is Alvaro Torres. He is the co-founder, CEO, and director of Karen Life Science Corp. You know, Alvaro, it's it's quite interesting, man. You know, on this show and in what I do in my day job at Protus Global, I talk to entrepreneurs every day, and they all have a story. And I, I when you start diving into each story, there's some very similar tenets of what actually had to happen. And, and the one thing that is paramount is persistence. You, you have to hold on. Is that, that true with, I mean, just listen to your story. That's, that's, that, yeah. that was everything. You had to have confidence it was going to happen beyond where people thought you were crazy, right? Well, that's going to stay for a long time. Yeah. You have to be persistent and you have to be consistent. Yeah. Um, and even today, no, you five years from now, people still going to have doubts. Yeah. But so, so you guys got this two million dollars. You, yeah. yeah. You know, Kyron was born. So, so tell us about what the hell's going on now. Well, you know, then you come back from that trip and you're thinking, yeah. "Wow, I cannot believe we did it." Yeah. But then again, it's like being an entrepreneur. That's the first week. Second yeah. week, you're thinking. Now we actually have to start building this. <laughs> and uh, we got all of this theory, all of these numbers, all of these Excel files. I'm really good at modeling. So we, and my partner really knew how to market products. And, uh -huh. and, you know, but then now you have to build a company. And uh, building a company is really, it's not the first time I've done it, but it's really about people. So before you start running around, like you got to get the right people. Yeah. The right mindset. Because this is that, be that is so true. Right. How do you know what's the right people at this point in the juncture of this business? This is the beginning. Karen has just let, lifted off. I don't do you think know? you absolutely ever know, right? Because you're going to no. have a lot of hits and misses. Um, I think for, for me, it's always about a conversation that's honest. It's, it's about, you know, we. this is what you can do for us. This is what we can do for you. Yeah. What type of culture sure. do we want to build together? And can we have a report? Because... You know, forget about the organizational diagrams, right? When you're building a company, everybody's doing everybody. everything. Everybody's so, doing everything. Exactly. But so here's the question. 
how do you know when you're sitting there with this candidate that they're willing to do that? They, they tell you that, but what do you do to actually understand if they'll do that? Well, to be honest, uh, yeah. I've been lucky. I have been luckier because I found a lot of people who were like that. Okay. But on the other hand, I've also met a lot of people in the company that tell you and then they don't show it. That, exactly. And so, uh, you well, just if have you, to make those it, decisions fast. You do. I mean, that's your job. Being the CEO, yeah. you have to make those decisions. Yeah, well, you know, when the first employer of the company uh, was, uh, he's still the vice president of regulation. Okay. He knew everything about the law. I think we both connected with that entrepreneurship spirit. Yeah. And the conversation is about the race, right? What do we want to achieve in the future? Yeah. Uh, do we want to be 60 and earning a paycheck and then losing relevance? Or do we want to create our own future? And, and sometimes I think people just want to look at the example. So if as yeah. you as a CEO, you're willing to do what it takes, Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, take the long flights, and that's mm-hmm. why the story of Cairo is so important. Because if you're willing to do that, when you have another business that's thriving, it's starting good, and you decided to do that, right? That brings a lot of credit. But of course, I have no, we have no idea about Cairo. So we started with the regulations. We applied for the license. Yeah. September 2017, we got the first license under the new regulations. So when you deliver to your shareholder, I told you we're going to get that. And you did it. Yeah. Uh, that's also very positive. Then we have to start building a facility, which, of course, I know about construction. I have mm-hmm. no idea about cultivation. So you're bringing experts. You're talking with Canadians who knows how to grow. Um, you try to bring a lot of expertise. I hired, you know, all the titles that you could hire. Yeah. Which I then today I would realize that maybe not the best way to start. Because you're bringing a What would you have done differently now? Because now you can talk about it. Well, I think I used to hire a lot more based on aptitude than yeah. attitude, I would say, uh, back then, because you don't know a lot. Um, today, we hire a lot more on attitude than aptitude, because aptitude can be taught, but yeah. attitude, you come with it. So there's nothing in cannabis that you cannot learn by studying a lot. And really caring about that little plant, yeah. that process. Yeah. There's nothing that you that people come in trained. And so you start noticing that everybody wants more consultants, more advisors, more to yeah. try to understand something that maybe just takes 15 days to sit down and look how the plant is growing. Yeah. Read a lot <laughs> yeah. and, and, and play with it. And I mean, Figure that's it out. so aptitude the- over aptitude. Attitude over aptitude, yes. Attitude. That's the that's the formula that you you believe works well. Tell me about the attitude. Talk to me about what's in the attitude that you're looking for. The attitude. Well, there's. I would say, you know, when we start a company, yeah, uh, I wrote seven principles of what this company should be about. Otherwise, okay. you cannot start bringing people in and just mix them in the noise. <laughs> uh, you have to know what you want. And I said, yeah. I said as a company, you know, in no particular order, but complacency that has no role in this company. Yeah. And if you are complacent and you're easily, uh, you're easy to be complacent, yeah. this is not, not going to be the place for you. Just because you did something right yesterday doesn't mean you're going to do it right tomorrow. Uh-huh. And if you have that hunger to keep being better, yes. because this company is going to change even today. Mm-hmm. Every month is a different company than the month before. Yeah. And it starts at the top. Second, of course, on ethics. Because, you know, I'm very self-conscious because I went to the United States nine years. Back then when I was in college, I don't know if you remember, but the Colombian soccer team, we killed one, they killed one, somebody killed one of our players for scoring our own goal in USA yeah. 94. Pablo Escobar, Narcos season one, two, three, all of these things. Right. I have a very heavy chip on my shoulder on that. So, you know, we cannot cheat. Everybody would expect a Colombian-based company to cheat. Yeah. We cannot. We have to be better than that. And so we got to do things the right way, yeah. even if it's more painful. Yeah. And I think that lesson has you know, lived with us for the last five years because you have to make tough decisions based on that. Um, you got to understand that you know, 
this is all about the patients. So we got to figure out always how about this, the, the safety of the patients. You got to love what you do. Um, and I think one of the biggest traits that we have is you got to be willing to learn more. And that's all about complacency as well. Yeah. I, we don't want people and, you know, that, that are mm-hmm. easily uh, pleased. And when I'm talking about attitude over attitude, attitude, you say, I want people who want to say, I, I can do this. I don't mm-hmm. know how. Yeah. Help me, <laughs> help me uh-huh. give me the tools, but I promise you we will do that. Uh-huh. And today, I tell you today, none yeah. of the executives of this company, yeah. in whatever in the position that they're in, started in that position. Okay. Okay. They earned it. They earned it because sometimes you, when you have all these issues, right? You say, I'll give you an example. Three mm-hmm. years ago, we had problems with the construction and, and the facility. And you're looking, I, I got, we got to make a choice, a, a decision. And you look at somebody that you trust. Right. Say, you need to take over operations right now. Yeah. Okay. I've never done it. I know you don't, but you know everything about the numbers. You know how to study I will yeah. give you tools. But I need to trust that you're going to be able to do this and give you your best. Yeah. And they did. And we have a fantastic operations. Yeah, that's with a, And everything happens like that. No, we're going to make it a started change. way before that. Yeah. See, you knew that person. Yeah. You knew that person well enough to know it didn't matter if he knew or she knew how to do it at the moment. You knew that it would get done. Well, sometimes, I mean, I don't know all the, I didn't know all the people that work for us, of course. Yeah. But Vernon sometimes just takes little gestures. Yeah. Little gestures that may not matter much. Do you see, I want to work with that person. Yeah. I want to make that person proud of working with me. Yeah. And when you find that, then you can ask, hey, we're in a bind. Uh, a company like ours is always in a bind. We're growing very fast. So you're okay. I need to take somebody who's gonna who's gonna manage Brazil. Yeah, I can do that. All right. <laughs> what do we need? What are the tools? How can right. I support you? Right. But if you have the right attitude of learning and you're spending the hours to read and learn, yes. and, and then you start seeing the and as a boss, as a CEO, of course, you have to understand that you're not gonna get immediate results. Right. But you're not looking for that. You're looking for sustainable results. That's right. Right, because you gotta learn, get those people, all the team, to get the aptitude back. But well, you, know. you guys have been so successful. I mean, right now, Karen is the leading medical cannabis vertically integrated business in Latin America, and yeah. you're doing some great stuff. Your performance shows exactly what you're preaching here today. Right, Q1 60 up 65 percent versus Q1 a year ago. I go on and on and, and and what has actually transpired in this business that started in such a just a weird, interesting way. And um, it, it came along through your grit and confidence and your ability to keep moving forward. And, and tell us where you're going now, right? And, you, you you've you've hit you've hit some runs you've hit some home runs here, and so where's where's Karen going now, and and I know you're trying to expand. You just stepped into Mexico. Tell tell us a little bit about where you're headed and what's the vision of this business. Well, you know, um, it all goes back to we want to be a B two C company from the beginning, yeah. and that means <laughs> if you really dive into it, like we are obsessed on access. If we don't make it easier for people to be able to have this medication, okay. nobody's going to get it, which is why, you know, everything you see about Kyron is always a little step further, a drugstore, a pharmacy, yeah. Yeah. home delivery, telehealth. And people ask me, why do we keep doing that? It's because we're building a moat. Yeah. Like today, we own Colombia, we own Peru, we own uh, the UK. About two years ago, I met a fantastic team in Europe, um, we were talking about Chiron Europe. And yeah. Again, you, you meet these people and say, I want to work with them. Even despite the fact that everybody tells you what the hell does a Colombian company have to do in Europe? Yeah. But I always have the same response to that, Vernon, because the biggest beer company in the world is Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Brazilians own Anheuser Bush. Yeah, so, that's right. Uh, the world is now different. So Europe has been a 
very important uh, and very dedicated. I'm very dedicated to Europe. Uh, Francie, who's the president of Europe, and everybody else has been very committed to the company. It's taken us time. For the last 12 months, we've been hitting a lot of new strides. Okay. It, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't yeah. happen overnight. We just acquired a German distribution company okay. um, to be able to distribute to pharmacies. And so that, that's just to tell you that the future of this company continues to be, you know, Europe is going to play a very big role for us, the UK okay. and Germany now. Okay. Um, in Latin America, of course, we will continue to own Colombia. I, I don't want to sound uh, not too humble about it. It's just that we've worked very hard to make sure that we keep that position. No, I love you. I love your verbiage because I, I know what I, I can imagine and know some of what it took for you to get to the point where you can say what you're saying. And so the future of us is I appreciate that. Brazil, mm -hmm. uh, Europe, and then right. Mexico one day when we're able to do that. Um, I mean, the growth is happening because we have more patients. And yeah. every day there's more patients that are returning. And when you have returning patients, that's really a brand. It took us three years to build it. But I, I tell you what, I love what you've, you've said here. And Look, man, I, you said something that I think is just crazy simple. You said, we are obsessed with access, yeah. right? And if we can make ways to where consumers, patients yeah. can get it, we're going to grow our business. Yeah, It just yeah. makes sense. Everything's not difficult, right? It, no. it makes sense. It's... If you would look at, for example, in Colombia, mm -hmm. yeah, um, when we started, we are selling a product, sublingual oils for $60. It's right. very expensive, of course, for okay. the Colombian pocket. Right. Um, and when we started selling March 2020, March 20, okay. <laughs> you know, date, <laughs> uh, the month of March, we sold nine, nine bottles, nine bottles. Next month, we sold 55 or something like that. Yeah. Right. And of course, do you have doubt creeping in? Um, can people afford it? Can, yeah. again, you know, support persistence and, and conviction. And so we said, listen, if we, if we don't, we got to go through this. It's the middle of the pandemic. The country shut down all of this. But it, it, it only takes us six, seven months to collect the data in our clinics. If we can collect that data, I don't care. If 10% of the patients can only afford it. Right. Because seven months from now, we'll go to the government and we're going to show them that this works. And we're going to convince the government to cover it. And they did. If we had reduced our price, if we had succumbed to the short term thing, that would have never happened. Right. And of course, then you call every patient that couldn't afford it and say, hey guys, it's free now. I'm sorry it took six months, but yeah. it's free now. And those type of things about access that you start thinking, how do we do home delivery? We yeah. convinced the government of Colombia to allow us to home deliver controlled substances in the pandemic. So there we are. How do we do telehealth? Okay, let's do yeah. telehealth. In Germany and UK, how do we deliver faster to the patient? How do we build a clinic? And I was explaining this to somebody last week. It's, and we did it in the, we made our biggest investments in the pandemic. During the pandemic? Else, yeah. yeah. Because everybody else is saying, we're done, we're screwed, let's go yeah. back to sleep. Yeah. It's like, no, there will be a time when this is all ending, where things mm -hmm. are okay, and we got to do this right nice. now. And so, you know, when people ask me again the question, oh, can Mexicans afford it? Can Brazilians afford it? My answer is that you're not thinking, like, you, you got to think that one day that will be covered. And it will be covered because of what we're going to do. And when that's the conversation, you know, there's no conversation. That's right. Opiates, the biggest challenge cannabis has against opiates, right? everywhere in the world, I guess, is that opiates are free. Yeah. If you're buying cannabis in Nano, Massachusetts, right, for pain, you have to pay another, I know, $10 a gram. But if you go through your HMO, whatever it was called before, right. Right. you get it for free. And that makes no sense. But we got to fight through that. And that's about access. And access means always, again, non-complacency. I'll give you an example. Again, when yeah. we started, when we started those nine products that we sold, right, right. at 55, the, uh, my operations manager says, Alvaro, you want us to produce every day. 
We're producing two a day. It's too expensive, it's too costly. Why don't we just finish a, a patient gets a prescription, we do it at the end of the month. It makes, it makes it easier. And as a company, we said, we don't care if it's expensive right now. Uh-huh. Our promise of delivery is within the next two days. If we need to do this today when it's 55, because when it's 10,000, like we just did in May. Yeah, that's great. It's going to be much easier. And for whomever wants to compete with Kyron, not today, in five months, they're going to have to compete with next yeah. day delivery, home delivery. Absolutely. You're building barriers to competition. You're building ways to own the marketplace and win. Yes. I think that is a beautiful thing. Look, you, 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 yes. Alvaro, you literally gave us so many nuggets about this industry. And I hear this all the time. What advice would you give someone that's coming from another industry into the cannabis industry? What, what advice would you give them? Well, you know, I think in general, yeah. in general, um, in cannabis, particularly 95% of the people outside the company thinks they know the cannabis industry better than you. Okay. And they're always, you know, but you have to listen to that. You always have to listen to that. But don't let that guide what you want to do in your company. Because... It's easy for everybody to just take the little squares of pockets of information and yeah. say, this is like this, this is like that. In reality, it's, going, it's what you're going to make out of it if you have a clear plan. And if you want to differentiate yourself, you got to listen, but you cannot let everybody else just tell you what your business should be like. Everybody's going to always try to compare you with something else because it's easier to understand it. But one day you can be the one that's being compared against. Um, so, no, my advice is generally, again, self-belief, be humble enough to listen to what people are saying, but don't let that necessarily disrupt the path that you want to build, because otherwise you become something that you never wanted to do. And I have this belief from my dad and from my family that, you know, if you're going to fail, you better fail on your own strategy, yeah. not on somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I see a lot of companies today. Even in Kyron, we have tough times all of that, and we have to adjust. But if you're changing strategy all the time to please everybody else, you're not going to be doing anything at all. And you're listening to some pockets of information. You end up with a company that has no core, has no focus, and then you become just one more. And the cannabis industry is very easy to be distracted. Oh, Every day you have to deal delivery technologies, markets. Uh, new cannabinoids, yeah. uh, like research, and all of that comes at us every day. Mm-hmm. One day you're thinking, what type of extraction systems, right? And that's a whole new chapter. Do we do <laughs> butane? Do we do? And the way we decided to get that done is, listen, let's focus. We gotta sell the iPhone one well. If we sell the iPhone one well, we will yeah. come up with the iPhone ten. So don't be distracted. There's too many things to be distracted. There's genetics, seeds, cannabinoids. Is it CBN today or CBD? Uh, no, no, you're right. It's all new every day. It's so many new things coming at you. You have to figure out if, if it's for you or not. And yeah. when, and when. And when. when and when, important. yeah. Because that, that is so important. This, ago, this, Avara, this has been a joy. It's uh, been yeah, terrific, my brother, having this conversation with you. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. Have a wonderful guest today, Mr. Alvaro Torres, who Thank is the you. co-founder and CEO and director of Current Life Science Corporations. I want to thank all of you for joining us here today for this chat. You can download well over a hundred episodes past episodes of Plant Profits. We're really proud of that by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all major podcast portals. You can find Plant Profits. Go there, download episodes, download the show. Look for this show with Mr. Alvaro Torres, co-founder, CEO, and director of Kyron Life Science Corporations. And you can follow my company, Protus Global, 
through our social media networks, including uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, every platform. We are there. You'll see you'll see our brand. You'll see our names. You'll see our people. We are out there. And finally, learn how Protus Global, how we're changing people's lives and what we do in the cannabis industry every day and how we're building companies. And uh, that is very, very important. Protus Global is P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, everyone, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. When work flies out of control, Harrelson's Zone keeps me cool as a cucumber. When the kids turn unholy, Harrelson's Own keeps my patience divine. Life can be chaotic, but Harrelson's Own CBD helps keep you calm through any storm. Harrelson's Own consistently delivers you full mind and body homeostasis. It's an organic, full-spectrum CBD and a refreshing oral spray. Our nano-emulsified technology makes it completely water-soluble, so your body absorbs it immediately. You'll start to feel it in seconds, not 60 minutes. It just makes everything feel better. Give Harrelson's Own a try, from our family to yours. Give your life a boost. It's just the best you've ever felt in your natural state. It just feels sensational. Go to sensational.com to order now. Sensational.com. Go to sensational.com forward slash family for 25% off your order. Yes, 25% off. That's sensational.com forward slash family. En HCA Florida Healthcare, te atendemos como a nuestra familia, porque tú estás en el centro de todo lo que hacemos. HCA Florida Healthcare, estamos para ti. Visita hcafloridahealthcare.com.